Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and a welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by Big Thinkers Academy, where we provide professional solutions for maximizing human potential. You can visit us at www.bigthinkersacademy.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, you know we love to provide inspiration and encouragement and great, rich content, shall we say, to you, our awesome listeners. And second, we have to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another the fabulous Monday, the first Monday in June 4th, wow, 2012, and I hope you're as excited about your future as I am because trust me, trust me, I'm a living witness as the old people say, it is extremely bright, your future is extremely bright, no matter what it looks like to you today, it is extremely bright, and you know what, we want to remind you that we are here every week for you every week at the same time, that's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So thank you in advance for spreading the word. Well, today, as you know, we have another awesome show as we are committed to bringing you, as we mentioned, powerful, rich content. We want information, practical information that you can take and apply to your life right now, to your business world, and to your personal life to help you maximize the best so that you can get the quality and you can have the best of everything great, which is what you deserve. So today is not going to be any different from our other shows. Today's special guest is Miss Susan Harrow, and she is a beloved media and PR marketing expert, and she's known for the book Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. And I've had some wonderful uh, dialogue with her. I'm thrilled to have her on the show today. So you know what you need to do right now. You must. You must go. Tweet everybody. Facebook them. You want to text them. Call them the old-fashioned way on the phone. Tell them right now that they want to dial 347. Come on, tell them to dial the show number right now, 347-838-9278. Tell them 347-838-9278. And you can always listen live at Wealthy Sisters Radio, Wealthy Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, radio.com. And we want to remind you, if you logged in on the Blog Talk Network right there, right now, 
You can always uh, click follow so that you can get a reminder of our show every week when we're starting. Probably I think it's about an hour out you can set it. And then also you can follow us at Twitter under Wealthy Sisters and even on Facebook under Wealthy Sisters. Again, that's S-I-S-T-A-S. And if you're tuned into this show and have to tune off early or you want to catch some of our other dynamic shows, you can always find us on iTunes, to download it right there on your phone, your iPhone, your whatever smartphone that you have. It's available there, and we just appreciate you, as I said earlier. You're the best audience, and we thank you for being such a uh, committed to and, and appreciating the content that we provide to you on a weekly basis. So we are thrilled again uh, today to have our very special guest, Miss Susan Harrell, and uh, she is best known, as I said, as the one to get you on Oprah, the Oprah show. So she's known for that. And her book, um, the Publishers Weekly called her book A Roomy Meet Seth Godin Public Relations Handbook. Uh, hundreds of readers call it their publicity Bible, and her clients include Fortune 500 CEOs, celebrity chefs, rock stars, reality TV contestants, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors just like you, whom she helps to double or triple their business with PR. Like I mentioned, dozen of her clients have appeared on Oprah, 60 Minutes, CNN, CBS, Good Morning America, Larry King, just to name a few. So she now has a soundbite course in which she has distilled the most important principles based on her work with thousands of successful clients. So you're going to learn more about that today as well. So when we come back, I don't want to hold her from you much longer, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have the pleasure from hearing from the dynamic Miss Susan Harrell. So stay Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi there. This is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Hello, we're live back on Wealthy Sisters and want to welcome you again. I am Deborah Hardnett, your host, and as always, we're thrilled to have you take time out of your day to listen to what we have to say today. We appreciate you, and as always, we have promised you another dynamic show, and our powerful guest today is none other than the media PR expert, Ms. Susan Harrow. She is, again, the author of Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. So that is a dynamic title, and we are thrilled to have you on the show today. Welcome, Susan, to Wealthy Sisters. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, I love what you said about the word 
edify. That's not yes. even a word we use anymore. They yes. edify the women here. And I just thought, wow, that's that's a great word and it's something yes. Yeah, and I think that's you're providing a wonderful service for your for your audience because we all need to be edified. And I don't that's think right. we get enough of that. We don't. We don't. And thank you for recognizing that, uh, Susan. That's really, like I said, it's it's our one of our purposes for this show. The main purpose is to do that because, you know, we we've been taught that sense of false humility that um, we're not supposed to feel good about ourselves, or I know. or or even promote each other, or no. you know, even in the work environment, if mm-hmm. you hear dare hear someone say something positive about someone, mm-hmm. let alone if it's someone in authority on the in you know in leadership, there you're known as a kisser up or what have you. So to speak positive things and to create that positive reality and make people feel good about themselves is something I know I've been purposed to do and regardless of what mainstream says we're committed to doing that yeah and i think one of the things that women can do right away is mm-hmm. when somebody pays us a compliment is to not to not slough it off because yes. we're, we are trained to do that oh you know even if it's something like oh you know that um that that shirt looks hot on you and we yes. oh no you know oh is this old <laughs> this thing, thing? Yeah, you know, i picked it up for five dollars like yes. to not do that and just say, you know, to be able to just absorb it for like five seconds, like let that compliment seep in. I, I remember yes. one of my friends, he's actually a gay man, saying he had a well so deep that it never got filled up. Like not, mm. no matter how many compliments got poured in, they the well never rose. The water mm-hmm. in the well never rose. And I think that mm-hmm. sometimes we're like that too, that we can have, it doesn't matter how many compliments are piled upon us, we mm-hmm. still don't. We don't let them in, and therefore the water can't rise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I was just having that conversation this weekend with a friend, you know, um, about those little things that we do to ourselves like that. Because you know, for myself, it, it, it's been a process, and I can say I'm mm-hmm. I'm finally at the point where if someone gives me a compliment, I can say thank you. But before, I would quickly say those things that you said or try to hurry up and give them one real quick. You that's know. right. You want to you take it away from you and put it back yes. onto them. Take the attention yes. off of us. I think that yes. that's like a female trait. Yes. And I think I think it's because, um, you know, we don't – people who are of, of this nature and, you, and you're sincere about wanting to give that compliment or you're sincere about – um, wanting to be upright as much as possible and working on yourself as much as possible. We don't want to be perceived as anything. I know for me that's what it was. I didn't. I never want to be perceived other than what is really in my heart. And so if you if if you are that person that is uh, dishing out the or giving receiving compliments, you don't want to be the big head or you know seem like you're arrogant or whatever. And I think that's kind of plays a lot uh, into why people do that as well. I think that's huge. I think that's actually huge. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think that, um, you know, we don't want to be part of that is part of what I call the three Bs. There's mm-hmm. the braggart, the B word, and the ball buster. <laughs> Say that again. I, we so got to so We don't want, we, we're afraid of the three Bs. The first yes. one is the B word, which I can't say yes. on your show, I think. And the second one is a braggart, and the third one is a ball buster. Yes, 
Yeah. And so, I mean, really to avoid those things, because I think as as women, there are actually strategies that we can use to avoid them. And the first one, to not be considered a B word, is yes. not to resist or push back until you understand more about what's going on. Because I think we as powerful women, we want to stand up for ourselves. So we want right. to, when somebody, a man or woman, says something offensive or rude or unkind, we take it, we may take it personally, but we also say, I'm not going to take that. But right. instead, Instead, if you can switch your attitude and think um, that they weren't that that they were not brought up well properly, right. or they right. don't know any better, and this is true for everyone because we don't know what's going on with that person, and we put it through our filter. So one of the questions that you can ask to touch in is simply, "What did you mean by that?" Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes there's a tremendous miscommunication. It's not only between women and women and women and men, but between women and men. You know, it's not just between women and men. It's sometimes between mm-hmm. women and women. And mm-hmm. we often understand, we often assume that the other person understands us. So the other question to simply ask is, I'm wondering why you said that. Mm. So these kinds of simple questions, they assume the best of people. And then mm-hmm. they can actually say what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other thing is really... Um, <clears throat> you know, so that's checking in. That's like the non-resistant aspect mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And part of that is like I practice a Japanese martial art called Aikido, and it's never, it's there's never any blocks. There's always only going in the direction that the person wants to go. Okay. So you okay. move, you move with the person, not against them. Okay. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense, and I like the way you mentioned uh, about the filters too, about how we all filter information differently. And to ask those questions is is a, a foundation of communication because if we are filtering the response or the question to be based on our experience in our mm-hmm. past, maybe a past experience, a past oh, yeah, relationship, right. or interaction with someone, we automatically think it's easily, um, we easily we can think, oh, that's the same thing. But if you ask them, well, what did you mean by that? Or I'm wondering why you said that. That's right. That's, that's getting them to give us what their filters uh, interpreted that that statement to mean so I love that that's I tell you that we're we're not even really into twenty minutes into the show and we're getting some awesome nuggets from you that's good <laughs> the other thing is um you know it's about when I was talking about being on the same side as someone mm-hmm. it's to remember that we're all one tribe which I think mm. that we sometimes forget especially when we don't like someone or they're rubbing us the wrong way but if we assume that we're on the same side and we can use the simple language um you know what i hope to accomplish is so like as a group so it's Mm -hmm. not about like i'm standing up to you it's like Mm -hmm. what is it that we want to accomplish together Mm -hmm. you know what and so by saying what i hope to accomplish is it takes it out of the personal realm and it Mm -hmm. puts it into your vision Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. take it out of the personal and put it to your vision. Like, what are you know? What are we doing here? You know, mm-hmm. what do I want? What do you want? What do we want? And how can we get there? So then mm-hmm. that takes it you know to a different level. It's not about you know. And and also you know at the same time you want to encourage. I think that sometimes as women we we are afraid a little bit of um, being pushed back upon. See, okay. men push back not necessarily to challenge us, although sometimes it is, 
but okay. they push back to for a man or someone to prove themselves. It's like, okay. you know what, I don't trust you yet. You need to prove yourself to me. This is how men work together oftentimes. It's okay. like they need to hear you. They need to hear what you're made of. Okay, okay, okay. And when you when you say push back, can you elaborate more on what you mean I by that? I think that's a stupid idea. Okay, okay. Uh, why would you say something like that? I've got research okay. that proves otherwise. Okay, okay, I got you. You know, something, you. it can be even something as direct as that. And when we're going to go like, and, you know, as, as and I want to say, one of the first rules of media coaching is never repeat the negative. So you don't want to say, why do you think that's a stupid idea? Okay. So what you want to say is, I'm curious as to why you said that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you have your information to back that up. You say, mm-hmm. well, our research shows that it's really great to have facts, but you don't want to back it up with emotion. You want to back it up with facts. You want to say, our research shows that this is what's happening and this is why we want to go in this direction. Right, right, right. So right. it may be, you know, sometimes it's an aggressive upfront, you know, where, where somebody might say that's stupid, but someone mm-hmm. else might, might just say, oh, I totally disagree. You know, in our mm-hmm. team we found that this other thing worked great, and there's no evidence to show that what you just said is going to work. Mm-hmm. So it may mm-hmm. be something like that, you see. Mm-hmm. And it may be said with attitude, and it may not be. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes when somebody says that with attitude, if they're saying, like, that is so stupid, mm-hmm. then that's where we feel, like, caved in and, and mm-hmm. afraid, and that's where we want to lash back. And that's when you want to take the deep breath and say, I'm curious as to why you said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you mean by that? Why do you mm-hmm. think that way? Mm-hmm, and draw mm-hmm. it out. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It makes perfect sense. It does. It does. And I guess when you talk a little bit more, we'll go into um, this. But one of the things I wanted to just kind of do is kind of back up and go tell us your background, your story. <laughs> like I was just saying, we were just sharing, reading more and more about you. It's just you have such a fascinating uh, life and have lived such a fascinating life, and yet you say you still have so much more you are planning to do and shall do. Here at Wealthy Sisters, we do like to kind of get that background so people can even find the relationship there to say, hey, if, if Susan was able to accomplish this, then for surely, you know, I can see a path for myself. So would you wouldn't mind sharing with us where you grew up and how you actually evolved into the dynamic media coach that you are today? Yeah, it's hard to know even where to start. I was um I was a ten I as in my youth I was a tennis pro, so I taught um profession I mean I was not a uh tra- uh touring pro, I was a teaching pro. So I have a okay. teaching background. So I actually taught at um very high end luxurious resorts and uh-huh. and um prestigious tennis camps and then I taught in the inner, inner city for kids in East Palo Alto, which is in um northern California here. So uh-huh. I taught at both extremes. I taught people who were very wealthy, sons of kings, and I taught kids who had never even didn't even have their own tennis rackets. And um, part of what I love about, um, and I also started, I got my teaching credential, and I asked them to open up an inner city school called Mission High School, which is like the tough school in the city. It wasn't open, and nobody wanted to teach there. And I asked them to open it. And this was before it was a lot of guns. It was mostly knives. But I really loved the idea of diversity. I went to a school where we had busing and, and, and you know, African-Americans sat on one side of the cafeteria and, and Caucasians sat on the other. And I thought, 
what is the point? What is the mm-hmm. point of this? And, um, you know, I really thought that we need to do something more about understanding each other. And this is before diversity was even a word. So mm. I really, one of the things that I did with the kids there is not only did I ask them to start to tell the story of their background, like let's give let's give everybody an opportunity to do a presentation about their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and And then from there, I also started training them, because a lot of these kids were not going on to college, I started training them in the English class to do like a job interview. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. really where my media coaching started. It was like, look me in the eye, shake my hand, tell me what you can do well, and why I should hire you. And that really evolved into what I do today, which is media train people, which is telling, you know, telling the story of what you do super succinctly in 10 to 20 seconds in sound bites, what I now, now call my course. Um, it's now named. It's not even up on the website yet, but it's called the Zen of. It's called the Zen of Fame. Oh, the Zen of Fame. The Zen I of like Fame. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now called the Zen of Fame, but it's being able to explain in ten to twenty seconds your key stories that inspire your audience to do what you would like them to do and how you would like them to inter interact with you. And part of that is really um, threefold. Number one is setting your deepest intention. How do you want to serve? How do you want to serve the world? Number two is what do I want for myself? And this is what sometimes women leave out. I mean, this is like really what you want to accomplish and you know, mm-hmm. put it into hard dollars, put it into the kind of um, partnerships you want, the kind of experiences you want, what you want both personally and professionally. I encourage you to do both. And then mm-hmm. the third part of that is then what action do I want my audience to take and what can I say, how can I be to um, to then inspire them into action to get engaged with me on whatever level, whether that's you're selling your business book, product, service, or cause. What mm-hmm. is it that I can say to them and what do I want them to actually do? Mm-hmm. And so many people, that's what drives your sound bites, what you say in a media interview or what you say at a networking event. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is underneath that. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is what, you know, it's very simple, these three things, but a lot of people don't really understand that it's your deepest intention that really drives the other two. It it's, does. It does. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, people now, get it. People get you in less than three seconds. In three seconds. That's less, all it less takes. Than three seconds. That's all it less takes. Less than three seconds. Especially, I would imagine, today with everything being so quick and reduced to 160 right. characters with Twitter right. and what have you. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much. Tell, tell me, why do you think, you know, as women, you mentioned, and by the way, we do have a great uh, number of men. Thank you. Oh, that hi, men. To I'm our so show. happy you're on the call, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get, re- we get responses. Oh, I learned so uh, much from week. men. I mean, a lot of the media training, you know, the things like, um, one of the things, you know, that like men do really well, like yes. in the media interview, is they act like they didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> like ah. they act like they didn't hear a question and they okay. go on their own track. Honeys, I love you. <laughs> and I train women to that too cuz most of the time women we need we answer every question literally. Uh-huh. Right? And we're the uh-huh. good girl. We're the good girl. I want to be good. Right. I want to be liked. Men right. are like, "No, I didn't hear you and I'm going to tell you exactly what I want you to hear." And that <laughs> and that is a great um quality. So yes. I've learned a tremendous amount from men, my own sweetie. And sometimes I say to him, did you hear what I just said? I said, it actually requires a response. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> that yeah. That question requires a response. 
<laughs> I heard you, but um, we, this is what we're doing right now. <laughs> so what do you think, you know, as for women, uh, that it's hard, that number two you said um, it's a challenge for us to say what we want personally and professionally, to spell it out, especially when you talk about the hard dollars, the numbers. Yeah. Um, first of all, we're trained to always put other people's um, we're trained to put other people's needs before ours. That's mm-hmm. number one. As mothers and mm-hmm. as as support as supporters. So mm-hmm. that's number one. And we really need to put ourselves first. I mean, you hear this all the time in self care, but it's one mm-hmm. thing to think about it; it's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. So it is. yeah. And so the deepest intention. I think that when you set an intention for every encounter. So, for example, like even before this um, radio interview, I just do a very simple thing, and that is I ask myself one question, and this is the most important question to ask, is what does my audience need to know now? Mm -hmm. That drives everything else. That cuts out all the extraneous words and thoughts. Mm. And, And then I ask, can I speak to that? And can I speak in such a way that the people who need and want this information can hear me Mm-hmm. and will will want to connect. Mm-hmm. So it's as mm-hmm. simple as that, as setting an intention. You can do this before every meeting, every media interview, and you can do it with your mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, marriages are made of this. It's mm-hmm. keeping your big vision in first place. So mm-hmm. oftentimes when people are in therapy or when they're in a media interview, they get led around the nose by um, you know, a media interviewer or by their mate by getting led into territories that they don't want to talk about. So when you keep in mind that you have prepared points that you want to actually convey, and and you keep in mind always, am I saying what my audience needs to know now? Am I saying what I came here to give? Like if you if this were the only time, you know, you were here to speak and you were going to die tomorrow, is this mm-hmm. what you wanted to say? Mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. that as my compass. Mm. It's like keeping the main thing as they say the main thing and not not shifting from that. That's right, no matter what mm-hmm. anyone says or does. And when I media train my clients, like for example, I just had a client who would actually um I can't tell you who he was cuz he was I was hired by someone else to media mm-hmm. train him, but he had mm-hmm. he had already flunked an NPR uh pre-interview. And this was okay. a very very important work. And okay. his ideas were not only so complicated, but he couldn't convey them in a simple way. So I worked with him for four hours to get to the nuggets of what he wanted to say. And during that practice period, he led me into an area where he didn't want to talk about. And he knew immediately that he'd done it. And I said, did you see what just happened? He said, oh, yeah, I led you into this thing that I said I didn't want to talk about. And now, and I said, and me, as the interviewer, I'm automatically going to ask you that. I said, so you led me there. Right. And so how can you steer me to the information that you want me to know? And that's what we practiced. And... um you know, it would, but it was through the actual role playing. It was actually going through the the actual. We had to go through the actual interview, so he got the feel of it, so he could mm-hmm. see when he led me off track, and starting to hone his information in such a way that it was, you know, he could talk in those thirty seconds, and then the next time he got an NPR interview, he did. Pa- it was another big, very big, and important show where he mm-hmm. had two of four minutes. Right, he passed mm-hmm. it. And then he did a um, a presentation to Obama. 
So it was wow. very important that he knew because, you know, you're not getting much time direct to the president. Right. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's why it was. These ideas are very important in the culture today, and it was very important that he get be able to convey these ideas and to be able to speak at the level of Obama. Wow, that is awesome. And these are all called, as you said, your your new title is the Zen of Fame, and this is a part of your sound bites that you yep. said uh, that we need to. So tell me, I know you mentioned this um, before. Why are sound bites like sex? Forget the foreplay and go for the gold. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we okay. have to cut to the chase. Men are very good about. Men are very good at this. Okay, they're okay. good at being direct. Women sometimes we ramble, mm. mm-hmm. and rambling. What happens when you ramble is it can be equated with not having a sharp mind. Okay. Okay. So it's very important, while I say that, you know, to, to cut to the chase, it also means to cut to your chase. You know, it's, okay. the, what, it's the information that you came to deliver. And that's what we practice in the Soundbite course because, the Zen of Fame, because it's not easy, especially mm-hmm. when an interviewer has an agenda. And mm-hmm. you need to you need to both mingle with that agenda. You need to do, you know, the non-resistance, but you also need to come and speak to the information that you came to deliver. And that's mm-hmm. what's so hard, and that's what takes the practice. And people go, okay, they've practiced all their sound bites, and then they get them down, and then they go through the interview, and it's like the O-S-H, you know, what moment? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, what really happens? They go, oh, my God, I didn't get to say any of my points. And that's why in the Zen of Fame we, we match you up with a soundbite buddy, too, so you can actually practice with another person and play and try different things, but also get the real feel of an mm-hmm. interview, and then you get mm-hmm. to work, you know, one-on-one with me in the Q&A, and you get a, um, to do group media coaching with Allison because it's a process and a practice to get mm. your sound bites down. It's not a one-time event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, with this, we're talking about the sound bites, and we're talking about the um, the interviews. Once you get that interview or opportunity, what are some things that our listeners can do to actually get or land the interview for their book or maybe an idea that they have. Yeah, I think the first thing is, and let's just back up if we can just for one second in case you sure. don't know what sound bites are. I think Mark Twain really said a great thing, and that's a, he, he said what's an aphorism, a minimum of sound to a maximum of sense. And sound bites are really, they're the key messages that you want to speak, and they're everything from stories, statistics, uh, facts, vignettes, aphorisms, analogies, and acronyms. And you should have a mix of those in mm-hmm. the conversation. So you want to have all of those kinds of things, and you want to have some planned points that are not the conversation itself, but that you want to weave into the conversation to make sure that the audience takes away the message that you have to give. And so could you repeat that for us, Susan? You said the sound bites are, of course, we should have planned points, but it, it, some other terms you used. There. I yeah, they're a sure. mix of stories. Uh-huh. That's number one. Okay. You want to tell okay. stories because that's the way okay. that we learn um, quickly. You know, okay. you asked me to tell a story. Like, what's the story of your background? Exactly. And, yeah, uh-huh. and so we uh-huh. want to know stories first. So you want to have, if you do nothing else, you want to tell stories. Okay. Then you want to have, we as women particularly need statistics. Like I gave you a okay. statistic. We sum each other up in, in three seconds. That's a statistic, right. right? That's a very quick statistic. Um, I can also tell you that 
now neurologically, our brain can only absorb 20 seconds at a time. That is neuroscience. So if you're speaking in chunks bigger than 20 seconds, we're not hearing you. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a fact. So you mm-hmm. want to have your statistics to back up your opinions and to back up your information. So you want to have a little bit of statistics, especially you want to use statistics if you're in a tight spot because okay. that takes all the emotion out of it. You can tell okay. me, you can say, oh, Susan, I disagree with you. You know, we sum, it takes at least 20 seconds to sum someone up. It's like, well, actually, no, you know, Malcolm Gladwell in, in blank said it used to be eight seconds, but now he has evidence, you know, scientifically that it's three. You know, mm-hmm. so I can just say that to you directly, and, and there's no argument. It's like, mm-hmm. actually, the facts show that it's three. Mm-hmm. And see how my voice is going down to I'm being very definite. Then you can say if you have if you have research that proves otherwise, I'd love to hear it. Right. You right. know. So I, like I, I mean, that would be a kind of a challenge. I probably wouldn't say that on the air, but right. in a meeting, I might say that. If you have evidence to the contrary, I want to hear it. Let's 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 find out where where the truth is. Right. I might say that okay. in a meeting. I wouldn't say that in a media interview. So then there's statistics. Then there's vignettes, which are really like two line stories. Mm-hmm. So a two line story can be as you know, it's just super simple. One of the most famous ones that actually has emotion in it comes from Hemingway, and that is an ad that someone placed that said, baby shoes for sale, never been worn. Hmm. See how that tells a story in two mm-hmm. lines? So mm-hmm. a vignette's just a super short story, like the two-line story that you might say. So a two-line story might have been for my client. You know, when when my client um, came to me, he couldn't speak in sound bites, and he really his uh, it took him four minutes to say a story. At the end of four hours, it took him thirty seconds to t- to tell a story, and he did. He actually presented his ideas to President Obama. That's like a four-line vignette. I just condensed that story down to four lines, which I told you the longer version earlier. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. It makes perfect got, sense. Then mm-hmm. you've got analogies, aphorisms, acronyms, one-liners, um, mm-hmm. and then you should have kind of a mix of these, a mix of emotion and mm-hmm. a mix of some of them may be actually shocking mm-hmm. and some of them may be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to have kind of a mix of emotion as well as a mix of type. Okay, you said type, like T-Y-P? Yeah, T-Y-P-E. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a t- okay. like type, meaning that you want some to be upbeat, you want maybe some to be emotional, some to be factual. Okay. So you want okay. to take us on a range of emotions. Okay. okay, okay. In an interview, if you can. Okay, okay. Okay, and you train people how to do that <laughs> in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, sometimes, you know, 10 seconds, because when my clients are on Larry King Live and they're on Oprah, they only actually have 10 to 20 seconds to speak. And if you have a four-minute interview, you have two of those four minutes, because the other person, the host, is going to talk the other two. So you right. need to be able to get those sound bites down. In, um, so, for example, I had one of my clients who was, going for national media, and she was on Fox News. And really what it was is an audition. Like when they have you on first, they're saying, mm-hmm. like, if you don't do well, you're not getting back on the show. And she wanted to be a regular. So what mm-hmm. I, we did is we actually planned every single point and timed it out. I have a timer that I set the timer. So you know exactly how many seconds you're, so you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I speed up the interview, you know, because at two minutes we're talking really fast. So you have to be super on your toes. 
and you have to be able to interject your point. And I remember the first interview she did was a panel, right? And I said, you have to jump in and take over and tell your 10 seconds points and as many 10-second points as you can get before they get to the other person because you're competing with four other people. And I said, and if you don't get all of your points in, they may not circle back. Well, the first time she did that interview, she only spoke for her little 10 seconds, and she was polite and let everybody else come, and they never came back to her the second round Mm. because they went to the other four people. And she Mm -hmm. said, Susan, no matter how many times we practice that, it's not that I didn't believe you, but when I was actually in the interview, she said, it was so different, and I was too polite. And she was a lawyer, you know, and so I'm like, she's not, you know, she was not used to being polite. And she said, you know what, that's not going to happen again. And I said, good for you. And we practiced uh-huh. it some more, and then she got on Fox News again. Honey, she took, she took her, she got those two minutes before they, before they ever went to anyone else. Uh-huh. She got those she got those two minutes, and she took her time. She said, I'm not letting that happen again. So uh-huh. we can practice in this safe, great environment, but the rubber meets the road when you're actually doing it. The hot lights are on you. You do the practice. You have to be able to maintain your equanimity and do what we practiced in the role play and remember that and, and keep your feet on the ground and taking the deep breaths and taking what I call, particularly as women, your one spot. Here she was. You know, you want to take your spotlight in fame. Because here she was, she was a lawyer, she had practiced that, and the first time she still couldn't do it. Wow. She couldn't take her time that was due. And she wow. was because this kind of polite thing is ingrained in us. And that's yes. why it's so important to practice in these ways and in the Zen of fame. That's why we have these different support levels with me with the Q and A, with Allison with the group media coaching where you hear other people and you get a chance to practice. And then with your soundbite buddy, where you're actually doing, you know, these kind of scenarios over and over and over again until they get into your blood. Right. You know what? What I um, one of my dear friends she says, it is. It doesn't matter what people think um, about you. It's none of your business, really, what they're thinking. That's right. And I think a lot of times for my, I'm just using myself as an example. The reason why I may not have taken that opportunity is because I didn't want them to think. <laughs> Like I mentioned earlier, that I was trying to be one of those bees that you talked about. That's in the right, of the and show. that's deeply ingrained in us. <laughs> yeah, and then you get on national TV, and that all is the same thing. You don't want to be the bee, and you right. don't want to be the time hog. But if, as you see, the people who are really skilled, they take the right. time. Yeah, right, right. Because that this is, is great. If you can shift the, if you can shift the thought to instead of it being about you and me taking the time. Think mm-hmm. about that you came to give the audience something. And if you don't mm-hmm. take your time, you're not going to give them what they need that you know that you have. It's, your, mm-hmm. it's the intersection of your talent with their needs. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. there to give. They're there to give. Mm-hmm. So if you can shift that perspective, that it's not about you, that it's about what you came to give, that's everything for women because we're here to serve. And if you're up there and going like, in order for me to serve, I'm going to take my two minutes up right. front before anybody right. else, and that's how right. I serve best. That's right. That's right, because what, what you have to share and what you have to say is, is by divine purpose. So, you you know, if you right. don't get it out, you're not fulfilling that purpose, and the people need to hear what you have to share. So if we think that way, then that can help us trick our minds into stepping into our place. I think what you're so, saying. and I don't even mm-hmm. consider it a trick. I consider mm-hmm. it a 
connecting at the very deepest level of what we came here to do. Wow, the intention that you mentioned earlier. Yes, and what you yes. came here to do. You are yes. here, only you and came here to do something, and only you can, can say this in the way that, that you came to say it and that you mm-hmm. and that you can give it. And mm-hmm. so if you look at it like that, that, that mm-hmm. and, and that I'm here to connect with all those people who need what I have. Mhm mhm mhm. This is what That's I mean this beautiful. is what you said in the beginning about edifying um you know edifying people and 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 not only inspiring them but edifying them which means that you give them the kind of um backbone that they may not have on their own yet. But if we continue to provide backbone mm-hmm. then it grow then it grows. Mhm, mhm, mhm. You know, just a little bit of encouragement can mean a whole lot to someone. I think that's yeah. true. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Now, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but let's go into it deeper, if we might. The disease that you call uh, to please that women have. What are the ways that we can recover from that, if there are any? Yeah, I think the first thing is to um, stop thinking it's about us. We talked a little bit about this, but I think mm-hmm. it's really I think it's really important mm-hmm. because is the moment you have self consciousness and you're thinking about us, you you have taken yourself off purpose to what you have to give. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about will somebody like me or am I doing the right thing, you're mm-hmm. already out of the present moment, mm-hmm. and you need to get back into the present moment and say what's happening here and remember what is my deepest intention. Mm-hmm. And and that alone will take you back. The other thing is is to not take anything personally, <clears throat> because oftentimes, particularly on the the top media shows, you know, um, people can be aggressive. In um, there's two different ways that we're belittled. One okay. is by aggression, okay. belittling. Oh, tell me about your your little idea, your little mm-hmm. thing that you have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the other one is by being too intimate. Oh, okay. You know, someone saying, you know what, um, I'd like to hear a little bit about your sex life and how you as a woman have um, gone up the corporate ladder. Did you, wow. Did you use sex to your advantage at any time? Wow, okay. That's okay. another way of belittling. Okay. Even assume that that's in the, you know, in the picture. Right. And so, we, so instead of taking any of that personally, you have your, your prepared sound bites to say, you know, what you came here to say. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you might transition very quickly, and you might even say a transitional phrase that I can that I can teach your audience right now that is going to save your pants in many, many circumstances. I don't know anything about that, but what I do know is. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and I then like you that. transition to your information. So, you know, if you were to ask me, you know, to ask, you know, a question about my sex life, I'd say, oh, you know, that's so fascinating. And one of the things that we do in the Zen of Fame is we talk about the inappropriate questions and we talk about your worst fear scenario. And that's uh, the worst fear scenario is to ask about the most inappropriate questions, and those are things that we practice. And sometimes right. we practice the worst-case scenarios first because okay. that's what people fear most. And once you get those fears out of the way, then any interview is easy. So see how I just transitioned? You can ask me about my own sex life, and right. I can transition into my course. Right, right into that. And it's 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 a little bit of what you referred to earlier about not hearing the question, how men do that very well, yes. uh-huh. but, or, or not having to really 
draw be drawn into that as you said or led down that path that that you could go into right that's right right. you go on the path that you want your audience to follow you on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is a practice you know when i say the women have the disease to please they do and it's a practice to start to notice oh did i just do that did i just say that because i don't want to make waves right right you know i just had a friend who told me um, you know, she deeply, she does not have the, the love of her father in the way that she wants. And she okay. could see that, that she doesn't have this love in a relationship that she's trying to cultivate um, right now with a certain person. And one of the things she said is, I am not speaking my truth to him. And I don't, he said something that I totally disagree with. I, I kept silent. And I said, silence is just as deadly as, um, you know, as, as actually doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's tacit agreement. Mm-hmm. And you need to stand up for your own truth and say what you feel. And she said, I, I haven't really ever done that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. do it in a vulnerable way, not in a confrontational way. And she mm-hmm. did it for the first time. And mm-hmm. she said, and everything shifted, because she was in this place of, why doesn't he love me? What can I do to get his love? And mm-hmm. as soon as she spoke the truth, to him about what happened between them and what was she everything shifted and now she's in a completely different place she's not asking the question why doesn't he love me and accept me she's saying um you know i said what i came here to say and i feel empowered because i expressed it and whether anything changes between us but see the energetic does change it right. changes the energetic right right and Even if nothing of, changes, he still doesn't love her in the way that she wants. It doesn't change that. Right. But what it changed is she said what she needed to say, and now it's an internal shift within her that mm-hmm. she feels like she can be accepted and loved. And I told her the other day, I said, do you see what this shift is about? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole other dynamic. You didn't get what you wanted love-wise, but you mm-hmm. gave it to yourself. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And I, I know if I back up a minute, when you talked about not taking things personally, we, we all here on the show always talk about uh, Miguel Ruiz's book, The oh, yeah. Four Agreements, and mm-hmm. that's one of the agreements there not to, to ever take anything personally. And even he yeah. says. Even the compliments, <laughs> you don't want to take yes. it personally because Absolutely. it goes back to what we mentioned earlier in the show. It's that person's filters and what their interpretation of what they're saying. It has nothing to do w- with you uh, as well. And then I had uh, our guest on the show who is um, Yvonne Oswald out of Canada, and she's written the book Every Word Has Power, and she talks mm. about that switch that all it takes is just a switch of your thinking and a switch and using a different word to switch your whole the switch the whole energy of the situation. So I love that um what you're saying and what you the example you use with your friend there or your client and how she was able to switch that it may not change the outcome, but it changed her energy and now I'm sure it's opened her up so for so much more. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's not about ever changing the other person. It's about mm-hmm. changing yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's always about, and same with media. We're never going to control the other person. And, you know, that's always what people want to do. Well, I want to control the interviewer. No, the only right. person that you can control is yourself. And right, because they're trained to do that. That's right. <laughs> they're trained to do that, and let's assume that. Let's just assume. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, you're yes. an interviewer. You know that. You're leading me into a conversation. Right. You know, right. and you're very right. skilled at that. You know. Right. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, that's great. That's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for the person interviewed, because the person who's interviewed has their own agenda and still wants to connect with yours in a polite way, right? Right. But right. still, but still, come here to say and do and be what 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 they want, what they wanted, and give what them that attention that they came to give. That's right. That's and doesn't right. Miguel Ruiz right. say be impeccable with your word? Exactly, he does. Yeah. That's another word, one. Your words, your deed. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mhm, mhm. Well, if you have just tuned in to Wealthy Sisters, we have about ten minutes left in the show. Our special guest, I tell you, the lines are packed here. Is Susan Harrow? She is, as you've heard, a dynamic media expert and PR expert, and has helped a lot of people uh, in this industry uh, be able to be successful in interviews. I love her book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. And uh, if you like, I said, have just tuned in and you want to catch this show, you can always catch this show and our other shows at WealthySistersRadio.com. You can download it on iTunes as well. We're going to take a short break, Susan, come right back. And I want to learn just to take a few more minutes and learn more about what you think uh, women can do uh, right now in business to, or some of those mistakes that we make in business and how we can build upon that and also in our life as well. And uh, if we have any questions, if you have any questions, we would love to be able to take a few callers here in the few 10 minutes left that we have on the show. So dial 347-838-9278. You can press 1 so that we know that you have a question, 347-838-9278. Or if you're there in the chat room, you can type it out for us there, and we'll do our best to get to that question right away. So Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short commercial break with our guest, Ms. Susan Harrell, author of Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. Stay tuned. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803. Or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Hello and welcome again. We're live here on Wealthy Sisters with our special guest, Susan Harrow, the author of Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm loving the title. Uh, She's also the creator of the new course, or it's not the new course, but a new title, uh, The Zen of Fame, where she can teach you how to create your 10 to 20 second sound bite. 
for the media as well. And uh, Susan, I know we had asked the question and we started talking more about um, the actual process of what you need to do in an interview. Can you share with us quickly what uh, a person would need to do to land that interview uh, with the media as well? Oh, that's well? right. You asked me that before. Oh, yeah. So um, really what you want to be able to do is think about whatever your business book product service or cause, what's mm-hmm. going on in the culture today that connects with what you have. So, okay. for example, one of my clients um, is an expert. He wrote Probiotics for Dummies, and okay. probiotics is the good bacteria that we have in your gut. And right. one, of the, one of the things that we identified that would be a great media hook is that um, when uh, pregnant women take probiotics, it helps the actually create good digestion in the child and that they um they the children who have um these kind of extra special great probiotics in the womb they when they're born they are less likely to be obese less likely mm-hmm. to have allergies and um you know a- allergies and asthma so what we did is we created, so we didn't talk about the book. We didn't say, oh, he's got this great book, you know, called Probiotics for Dummies. What we did is said that talked about how pregnant women um, can benefit from probiotics. And then we got percentages, we got statistics about what the what those statistics were on how less, and I don't have them in front of me, but they this is what this is what would go in a paragraph. This is the percentage of women who take probiotics whose children are are less this much less prone to obesity, asthma, and allergies. So that mm-hmm. becomes a story, um, and that is a target market that's really important to the media and to readers. So that might go to you know the, all the parenting magazines, all the blog, all the parenting blogs. Okay. So that's a, we. So what you do is you find a hook or a niche that's very small. That okay. relates to your topic. That relates. So, so would he write it like in a, a blog form or just no? So a, I mean, a pitch it to the pitch it to the media. You know, uh-huh. you might just pitch that in a paragraph. The, okay. Right now, because the media is so fast, you know, okay. you really have to capture their attention in one paragraph. So it's one paragraph with a strong headline, and okay. then the other part of that is your bio. Like, how? Why are you the one? Why are you the professional? Why are you the expert to speak about this topic? And your okay. bio should be specifically geared toward the the hook that you are presenting. So you do, I mean, you heard my, my background. I've got a background right. in lots and lots of things. So right. if I were just pitching that one idea, I just want to choose those things in my bio that relate to what I'm pitching the media. And that's okay. it. And you leave everything else off. So you've got a paragraph that's your pitch and why they would be interested in the story and then the second paragraph is why you're the expert to bring this to, on their show or you okay. know, their publication does that make okay. sense okay it does it does and so they would use some type of service to send that out like a pr web or what have yeah. you or yeah. okay 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 yeah. okay great great so it's almost like a mini press release but this is the content that you would put in there which That's is right. in that one paragraph, strong headline, and make sure your bio reflects the the hook that you're pitching. That's, that's yeah. good. And that's the other good. thing I want to tell you is that you can find a lot of journalists now on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. So you can start doing a search on Twitter. So you, if you if you know that you want to target it just to a few people and you don't have the budget to send it out on a PR web and you just want mm-hmm. to get in touch, Twitter is really a fantastic way to find the journalists who who are who um, are interested in your topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just use, right. search by the hashtag and okay. see if you can find who's who's in your topic because they're all on Twitter now. And that's a okay. super fast way. I mean, then you have to pitch them. You pitch them uh, in the 140 characters first. Right, you know, right, So you right. have to have your soundbite down on paper really tight in order right. to get their interest because that's really like a headline. Um, right. Then you get their interest because if they don't, if if the headline doesn't interest them, they're not, you're not going any further, period. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. But that's good, though. That's good. That headline is it saves you a lot of time. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. That's good. So we with about four minutes left in the show, tell us what are the mistakes you see um, that women make in business and how we can rectify that. I think one of the biggest mistakes that women make that make them appear powerless is mm. that they don't address issues or behavior on the spot. Oh. Okay. They let it go. We were talking about telling the truth about right. yourself and others. It's about not it's it's this is your family with your kids with your loved one. It's in a work environment, it's in the media. It's address it on the spot. So right. you don't let it happen again and you um you really ad- address it in the moment on the spot. One of the things that I talk to when I have my personal clients I tell them, if there's anything that goes awry in our conversations or anything that you don't like, I want you to speak up right away about it. If you don't know in the moment, I want you to be able to bring it up as soon as possible in order to keep the communication channel clear. Do we have that agreement? Okay. To make it very explicit, just like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's number one. And the second thing I think is that um, the second biggest issue is with our bodies. If you're not comfortable with your body and you're standing before a group, you don't feel good about yourself, they get it Mm -hmm. right away. We Mm -hmm. follow your lead. In the media, what I work with people on mainly on camera is being comfortable in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a lifelong issue, right? You Mm -hmm. know, this is not something that... Yes. (laughs) But we can work on behavioral things that, you know, techniques to relax, techniques Mm -hmm. to connect. So it's Mm -hmm. about relaxation and connection and remembering what you're here to do on this earth and in this moment. Mm-hmm. And that I comes love that. out in your body. Yeah, it does. We mm-hmm. we actually with Big Thinkers Academy, uh, our partner teaches a course on the art of reading body language and not just reading someone else's, but reading what we're giving off uh, right. as well. Right, right. That's great. Well, well, I tell you, this time is going by so fast. Yeah. We're going to have to have you back on the show real soon, Susan. How can everyone get in contact with you? They can go to prsecrets.com, P like Paul, R like Richard, S-E-C-R-E-T-S.com. Mm-hmm. And they can also, if you're, you know, I have a free e-zine that, that shows you how to, um, you know, uh, the the subhead. The reason why I wrote Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul is so it's for women so who felt like they had to brag, beg, or whore to get great publicity. And what I talk <laughs> about is that you don't have to do that. And the easing shows you how you can maintain your integrity, keep on your clothes, keep on your clothes and get what you want. I love it. Maintain your integrity. <laughs> keep on your clothes and get what you want. <laughs> that's a win win. Exactly. <laughs> Unless she didn't really want to keep them on, so but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but now tell us also too, you 
mentioned about the soundbite uh, course as well. How can they learn more about that? Yeah, so at PRSecrets.com, it's mm-hmm. um, called the Zen of Fame, but it's not even up yet. But there's a little okay. button on the right that says um, you can sign up for a free webinar or you can okay. actually take a look at the course. On So it's right on the home page. You can click directly to the course or sign up for the next free webinar, which I think I'm going to give. It's not even announced yet, but later on in June. Okay. Um, so if you want to hear an hour of me really talking about um, sound bites and how to create them and the Zen of getting a taste of the Zen of Fame, um, I'll be doing that in, a, in that free webinar. So at prsecrets.com, you can sign up for the e-zine, the free webinar, or the course itself. Awesome, awesome. Well, you've just been, I mean, taught and learned so much by our special guest today, Ms. Susan Harrow. want to thank you again. She's at prsecrets.com. You're also on Facebook and Twitter as well, and uh, they can find you there as well, Susan. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for being a phenomenal guest, and we want to say thank you to our audience for joining us again another week, and stay tuned next week. We'll be right back here at 12 noon Eastern, and we welcome you to download this show and all of our other shows here. Uh, you can find us at WealthySistasRadio.com. And until then, as always, we are wishing you and yours the best of everything great. Continue to have an awesome day, and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.